This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, golf fans, and welcome inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Zacchino will be by momentarily to discuss the latest in the world of golf. And Bob, it's sad to say that it, it appears, anyway, that golf season in the GTA is officially over. Now, I know the three of us had planned to potentially golf together on this past Friday, although the forecast changed that and other plans changed that. But, Bob, it appears the golf season is now behind us in the GTA. Only for you, only for you weak people, it is. It's, uh, it's still, no, if you are, uh, if, if, yeah, I think it's, uh, when I woke up this morning, the temperature said minus one. And, um, and so I think, yeah, I, apparently at my course yesterday, there were four players, a total of four players. Wow. And that's colder now. And it looks like Mark Zucchino has had the technical issues solved, and he's He's back. back. Way above uh, my pay grade, gentlemen. Way above. <laughs> Chris, Chris figured out something on his end. I don't know what it was. I was go. connected, but I was lost in the wilderness. You guys can hear me now. We're good. We're good. So we're good. So Bob, we're where you were talking about there's your course. Your course. Are you guys just, done? We shut down no, yesterday. No. no, it's not shut. You can still go out and play. But it's. I was just saying that uh, from reports I got, notably from my father, he said there were a grand total of four people in the on the tee sheet yesterday. So I think they have more or less, you know, if you want to go out and play and be stupid. Oh, I mean, sorry, did I say that? If you want to go out and play <laughs> in this weather, then, uh, then you can. But uh, I don't think there's, uh, there's too many people taking that offer up. We officially closed Sunday. So regardless, if it, if it gets to 15 degrees and sunny tomorrow, which it is not, <laughs> but theoretically, you still couldn't play. We are closed for the year. They shut her down, going to get her winterized, ready to go kind of thing. So golf season the Toronto Hunt is, is done. And they're even closing the pro shop and the simulators for two weeks, which uh, which got, got some some members were not happy about. But uh, I understand why. They got to flip, you know, flip over the pro shop. They want to do a deep clean. They want to get things set for the winter season, yada, yada, yada. So good. Give them the time. What about baby skulls? Is is there like an official close, or could, if you were a complete lunatic, could you go play golf this afternoon? Yeah, so it officially closed yesterday, Sunday. So Saturday was the last day, and I know that the tee sheet was pretty busy yes or last week, given the, the temperatures we had. But yeah, Sunday was the official close date. The pro shop is closed for a couple of days, and then they're they're um, in the process of trying to revamp our former curling rink and turn it more into a simulator kind of thing, but with potentially more track men set up. So they're in the process of doing that. But golf season, at least on the outdoor side of things, is finished for all, the, for all three of us, uh, unless you want to be a lunatic and crazy like Bobby. Yes, saying. or get on a plane and get out of here, one or the other, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we get into it, Bob, how was last weekend? I didn't have a chance to chat with you. How was New York? Uh, New York was a battle. It was the New York Marathon I ran. That was my, uh, my, what I'd been gearing up for. But the temperatures, we're talking about, I wish it was minus one. It was uh, 27 degrees Celsius and 100% humidity. So uh, as soon as I knew, and I, I didn't start, this is a huge race, 50,000 runners. So I didn't start running till 11 o'clock, uh, at, at which point the, uh, the leaders had already 
probably be finished. But anyway, um, so it was a battle, but I did get across the finish line. I have the medal to prove it, and uh, it was not a PB by any means, but uh, but we're, we're uh, already gearing up for the next one. Nice. Congrats. Well, regardless, Thanks. it's always an accomplishment finishing that. And boy, I couldn't believe the weather. It was unbelievable. Even, you know, that was the weekend I was in Mayakoba and I'm looking at the forecast and I'm going, what is happening in Toronto? It was like 23 and sunny. Anyway, lots to get to today. Uh, big win for Tony Finau. We'll talk about that coming up in the next segment. Some interesting numbers on Tony and Adam Scully makes it five of six weeks. It's unbelievable, guys. Now listen, go. I, I don't want to toot our horn here, but I got to because this is not easy to do in the fall. A, with the, with, with the players from Live leaving, the horses for courses uh, information that you're able to get a, a lot of times is not there right now, right? Like, I'll give you an example. This week's going to be the RSM. We're going to be giving our picks, uh, we'll, they'll be released on Wednesday, our, our final TSN Edge picks of the calendar year this Wednesday. And Taylor Gooch is the defending champion, who is no longer a member of the PGA Tour. So, I mean, we're bumping into this all the time. The fields are all over the place. This is a hard time of year to handicap golf events. This is not the Florida Swing. This is not the Masters. This is a hard, hard event. These are hard events to handicap. We're five, we're five wins in the last six weeks. Well done, gentlemen. Hats off to everybody. Unbelievable. So we'll have one more crack at it this Wednesday. But Tony Finau gets it done. And who says good guys can't finish first? He's finishing first a lot lately. We'll get into that. Winners weird and what? Lots to get to. But let's start with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. All right. Does anybody know what's going on with Brooke, Bob, uh, WD? I didn't didn't see a formal reason given. Uh, it was the at Pelican Hill Golf Club uh, this week's LPGA event, and uh, it's a it's a withdrawal for Brooke Henderson. Yeah, a bit of a surprise considering she was sort of coming off some time away, uh, so there was a chance for her to get healthy if there was an illness. I reached out to her agent Brian Poe last night, and all, all I got was there's there's nothing. Nothing that she wants to say about the reason at this point. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed that she can go this week. It's it's not uncommon. This is um, this is something she's done in the past when she has withdrawn is not really give a reason. And I'm sure if there was something significant, we will probably find out about it before, obviously, this week. But uh, at this point, uh, we don't really know the reason other than she's uh, decided not to play last week. I feel like it's uh, the NHL hockey playoffs, Adam. It's an upper body <laughs> yeah, injury, right? That's exactly. <laughs> All right, Adam, how excited are you? Okay, listen. Well, first of all, I got to apologize to our listenership because we lied. We lied. Uh, I said last week was our last live show of the year <laughs> until, until Festivus. We're back live this week again, but we are getting ready to hit our pre-recorded best of season where we'll do our years and reviews and our stories of the year and yada, 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 yada. However, Adam, you must be pumped. Because we, you know, we kind of thought we'd see Tiger maybe play with his son, or you know, Tiger make an appearance somewhere in December. But we're gonna have three weeks of Tiger on international TV broadcasts in December. How is it? How excited is Adam Scully? Well, it's first of all, as someone who covers sports and covers golf in particular, it's incredibly exciting given that. 
December is usually the quietest time of the year. You know, the President's Cup a couple of years ago was different when it was in uh, Royal Melbourne in Australia, which mm -hmm. Tiger was the best player at, may I add. But now December is the month of Tiger, and this is incredible. And obviously, who knows what kind of golf game Tiger's going to show up with, but the fact that he's willing and able to play, I, I know they're not official events, and I know he'll very likely be in a golf cart for at least the match, probably the father, son, or parent-child, and at the hero, who knows what he'll do. But it, it's incredibly exciting. And, I mean, should our expectations change for him next year? Probably not. Will he hopefully play the Masters next year? Hopefully. But in terms of covering and you know seeing the one of the greatest athletes of all time return and try to keep grinding it out, it's exceptional. It's very exciting. So he's going to play the match alongside Rory McIlroy against uh, Jordan Spieth and, and Justin Thomas. He's going to play the Hero World Challenge, of course, at the Albany Club where he is the host. And then he will play the father and son with, with Charlie, uh, the PNC father and son. That'll be three weeks in a row in December. Bob, are you more curious to see uh, the way Tiger's walking and swinging a golf club? Or are you more interested in seeing what TV numbers look like on events that normally people don't care about? Uh, all of the above, I think, really, in a, in a large ways. I think everybody wants to see how he's progressed. But don't forget the last time we saw him, he was looking pretty uncomfortable walking off the golf course at the Open Championship, and, you know, he was hobbling a lot. And now it's been a while, right? It's been almost half a year since that time, mm -hmm. so hopefully he's had some time. We know his determination level in trying to um, uh, get fit and get healthy and get back to playing golf. So um, I'm, I'm more, I think if I was leaning one way or the other, I think I'm just more interested to see what this version of Tiger is going to look like now five months after we saw him the last time. Now, before we leave Tiger, uh... Later on in the show, in Winners Weird and What, Pat Perez is going to come up. He seems to have, it used to be Liv had a, like a regular spot in Winners Weird and What. And recently, that has been replaced by Pat Perez, whether it's dancing ridiculously or <laughs> stupid comments or, you know, finally breaking par this year and earning a paycheck for a change. Uh, he'll come up again. Uh, but did you read his comments about Tiger this week? About Tiger suggested. Uh, one of the problems that he has with Liv is that it, whether you're consciously aware of this or not, and I'm paraphrasing, but whether you're consciously aware, for, aware of this or not, if you're playing events where you've already been paid money, there isn't a cut, there is a team pot that you're going to grab a hold of as well, that the, the incentive uh, and psychologically, whether it's subconscious or not, there's not a reason to stay as sharp as you would normally stay, put in the hours, put in the practice. And I think that's what a lot of people, if you are one of those people that are saying, hey, I have a problem and I, you use the term exhibition, these are the things you point to, whether they're conscious or not. For a lot of them, they are conscious. For some of them, maybe not as much. Pat Perez, Bob, suggesting the Tigers should shut up, uh, called the comments stupid. Uh, you know, I don't know. In the past, anybody that's taken on Tiger Woods like this, it's never kind of take. It's they've never won. Let's put it that way. It's never. It's never finished in their favor. I.e., our friend Stephen Ames. Anytime, you know, let's just yell. You know, the, the it, historically speaking, saying nothing is better than going after Tiger Woods. What did you make of the comments? Well, the difference between between what Stephen Ames said and what uh, Pat Perez said is that what Stephen Ames said was actually true. Tiger yes. was hitting it all over the right, yes. all over the lot. The thing about Pat Perez is he's wrong. I mean, I, in my book, I, I think what Tiger said is actually absolutely uh, 
real. I think that that these guys don't have as much incentive to grind it out. They don't have to worry about, I mean, unless you're one of the lower ranking guys like an Andy Ogletree or, you know, something like that. Um, but I just don't see, um, I don't see where, 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 what Tiger said. Um, you may not agree with it, but I, I don't think as a, as a observer that you would totally disagree with what he says. And maybe they'll prove him wrong. But I think Pat Perez is a guy who's, He's always been a little bit outspoken, but boy, he's kind of runs his mouth a little bit. And I, I just don't think it's a good thing to ever say anything against what Tiger's saying. Hey, I agree with you a thousand percent. Everything you said, I agree with a thousand percent. Uh, surprise, uh, funny you bring up Andy Ogletree. He finally won an official yeah. World Golf Ranking event on the Asian Tour this week, which is hilarious. Um, and there's going to be more on Pat Perez and Winners Weird and What, but I've got a prediction for you guys, and I know we're going to do our best year, you know, our, our year reviews and predictions and all that over the winter, but I will tell you this. There will be, whether it is on camera or behind closed doors in a locker room, we will get news, we will get a report in 2024 of a physical altercation on the Live Tour. That is a prediction because there's too many a-holes that play on that tour, that don't know how to shut their mouths, and it will come to physical altercation at some point, i.e. insert Pat Perez. Adam, what did you think of the comments? I mean, first of all, the, the only time we've come close to seeing an altercation actually on the golf course was Miguel Angel Jimenez versus Keegan Bradley. I don't think that would have gone well for Miguel Angel Jimenez. <laughs> he would probably have to warm up a little more, maybe some hold more on. hits. Or hold on. What if he pulled the WWE for an object and put a lit cigar in the eye or something <laughs> of uh, Keegan Bradley? That was the only thing, or maybe smashing a bottle of red that he had the night before, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. But, I mean, for Pat Perez to run his mouth that way, it's, it's strange given his relationship with Tiger. He's known Tiger, like, they grew up together. They're the same age. And why he is trying, to, or why he is criticizing him for the amount of money Tiger put in his pocket throughout his career on the PGA Tour. I know he didn't win that much, but the purses went up, et cetera, et cetera. Just bizarre from Pat Perez, all in all. I agree. This will be something we have to watch and see, and we'll see, you know, that it wouldn't be the first time professional sports teams, teams, franchises, etc., have imploded from the inside out. More on Pat Perez uh, coming up in Winners Weird and What. Okay, before we go to break, headline of the week, gentlemen, I'm trying here to pull it up. As we all know, uh, Angel Cabrera, two-time major champion, uh, was sentenced to prison, uh, domestic abuse. Uh, this was uh, just over a year ago. Um, he just received an additional 28 months to his jail sentence uh, for another uh, 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 domestic abuse, Michaela Escorado. Uh, and this is the quote of the week, guys. I love this quote. Many say prison is bad, but it's not the case. Prison has done me good. So there you go. There's the quote of the week for Angel Cabrera. Okay, boys, on the other side, Tony Finau, third win of the calendar year. He gets it done at the Houston Open. We'll take a look. Nice performance as well. A little bit here from Team Canada. Some cool numbers there. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X golf ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. 
Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Scully, Weeks, we are all here. Gang is all here for what we believe is our final live show until we get to Festivus in December. Golf Talk Canada ain't going anywhere, though. We've got lots in the can ready to go. Best of years in review. Lots of fun stuff coming up over the winter. And, of course, Season 13, January 23rd. Season 13 is we'll head back to two hours every Monday morning from 10 to 12 with uh, repeats from 7 to 9 p.m. at night. And we've got a big announcement to kick off Season 13 on the Monday, the 23rd of January, which is Farmers Insurance Open Week, if you're aligning it with the... PGA Tour schedule. Speaking of the PGA Tour schedule, big win from Tony Finau. Before we jump into it, let's hear from the Houston Open champion, Tony Finau. I've always had beliefs, but the confidence when you win um, is contagious, you know, and I think I've just always um, been a very hopeful person. Uh, I work extremely hard. Uh, I've worked extremely hard on my body and on my game, and now I'm starting to, you know, bear the fruits of that labor, of, of all that work, so it feels amazing um, to have that be the case. Um, you never know what's going to happen in this game, but you always try to put your best foot forward. That's what I've done over the years, and um, I'm starting to put together a pretty full package game. It is his third win of the calendar year, the first win of the new season to go along with two wins in the previous season. First in strokes gain total. The putting numbers jump out. He's second in strokes gain putting, almost eight shots better than the field with the flat stick. Second off strokes gain off the tee. No surprise there. It's really the putter in the last 12 months, maybe even six months, that has really changed the narrative for Tony Finau in terms of just playing well versus finishing golf tournaments. Uh, Bob, I will ask you this. Actually, before I do, interesting this. is a four-shot win, guys, over Tyson Alexander. We'll do leaderboard updates in the world of golf at the end of the show. But this is the first time since 2002 that a player has won three times in a calendar year or more by more than three shots in each win. He won the 3M Open by three. He won the Rocket Mortgage by five. And now he wins Houston by four. The last time somebody did this, Tiger Woods, 2002, did it four times. So, I mean, this doesn't happen often. Walk off, throw a parade on Sunday wins. Third time for uh, Tony Finau in this calendar year. Bob, if we were drafting a team for the Masters, and I only gave you four, maybe five picks, and we were doing this tomorrow, is Tony Finau now a no-brainer? Uh, as long as he didn't celebrate holes and won on the par three contest and <laughs> blow out his ankle, he would be my, probably be one of my first picks going in there. I mean, when you look at this, this is three wins and seven starts. Uh, if you go mm. back to the start of the 2021 FedEx Cup playoffs, there are four players who have won four times. He is one of them, along with Scotty Scheffler, and uh, oh, I had it written down here. Here we go. Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, and Rory. So, you know, he's, I think it may take us a little time to, to sort of accept the fact that this is, Tony Finau is now one of the elite players in, in the game right now. If he keeps this, um, this confidence, as he described it in that clip we heard, if he keeps that confidence going, uh, I, th I think you've got to start plug plugging him into major championship pools and right up near the top. Adam, if we're drafting the more, okay, guys, let's go around the horn. 
Is Tony Finau in that 4-5 pick for, for Augusta? I mean, I, I'm still maybe a little skeptical about the putter itself at Augusta National. Having said that, we have seen wavy putters. Okay, let let of... me ask you a question. For and This is for both of you. Stay with you, Adam, here first. If you're a little skeptical or a little hesitant, is it because <laughs> of the types of wins? Let me repeat this. 3M, Rocket Mortgage, Houston, Riviera, Arnold Palmer, they're not in there. Is that the reason you're just holding back still, Adam? Yeah, maybe perhaps, and, and perhaps the strength of field haven't, hasn't been all that strong except for his playoff victory a couple of years ago. I did see as well one major reason for his recent success is his performance in final rounds. He has 11 straight final rounds in the 60s. The last time he didn't have a final round in the 60s was back at the Wells Fargo in May. So this guy is really performing well on Sundays. Do I like him for Augusta? I'd say he's in my top 10. Do I like him more for a PGA Championship kind of setup? I think I do. He's done well at the U.S. Open before. He's done really well at the Open Championship before where he can be so creative. It's just, it's the putter with him. It, it always has, it always will be. I mean, for a guy who was second in the field in greens and regulation, second, like you mentioned, Mark, in strokes game putting, you're going to do very well. So if Tony Finau, much like Brooke Henderson, if they have good putting weeks, they're going to contend, flat and simple. Uh, speaking of the Wells Fargo, you mentioned the last time he didn't put around in the 60s on a Sunday. I mean, Saturday, Sunday at the Wells Fargo was absolutely miserable. It's the coolest there, I've been right? on tour. Yeah, it was it moved from Quail Hollow uh, to TPC Potomac for one year to make way for the President's Cup. It was late May. Late May in D.C. should be absolutely perfect. It was the coldest, wettest, most horrible weather you could have. So, this the the skew that 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 stat is skew, is skewed a little, saying you know you didn't put it in the sixties. Basically, nobody put it in the sixties mm -hmm. that weekend uh, at uh, at Wells Fargo. Before we close the door on Tony Finau, Bob, we're going to look ahead to the RSM Classic, uh, which will really be the final event of the PGA Tour season. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you like me, Bob? It's, that, it's not that I'm not high on Tony Fino. I think if we were picking tomorrow for the Masters, he probably would be my fifth pick, maybe even my fourth. i just like to see him win something that is usually a sign of a stepping stone, like that Arnold Palmer, like that, that Riviera at Genesis, like win an event where he has to line up against the other elite players in the game. We haven't seen that yet. Are you still waiting to see that yourself? Sure, that's the next test. That's the next test for him. That's the next uh, step he's got to move up is to get something into an, a, a little bit more of a, a, a tougher field on a tougher golf course. And we've seen him before have troubles, you know, closing things out at, uh, at Riviera before, obviously. Um, so I think, um, but I think he's certainly on the way. And, and, and again, he said it before, that confidence factor is when you win, doesn't matter where you win or who you're winning against, it's, it's still, you still got to win on the PGA Tour. It's tough. And, and I think he showed now that he's in the right lane. And the other thing to show, Bob, is something you and I have been saying for our entire careers. Winning breeds winning, right? Tiger did it. He won dominant at every level. And when he got to the PGA Tour, he was ready to go. And you see people, once they start winning, winning breeds winning. And the opposite effect we've seen in history, too. People put in positions not to succeed. You know, Michelle Wee always comes to mind for me where they just kind of set her up where Hold on a sec. Making the weekend is all of a sudden success because she's playing against the PGA Tour when she should have been dominating 
you know, in ladies junior golf at that moment in time, in amateur golf. And so both can happen. So maybe this is uh, Tony Finau setting himself up for what could be potentially a a very nice 2024. Okay, on the other side, we're going to do it. Winners, weird, and what three dub this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Welcome back to GTC's Aquino Week. Scully, as we wrap up the weekend of golf in the world, there was some... <laughs> There's some really funny stuff that happened this weekend. Just weird. It's a time of year. I, I don't know what it is. It's just it's just the time of year where you're playing golf in all different corners of the planet, and certain tours are in different spots. And Champions Tour just wrapped up their season. We'll, we'll let you know what happened there and winners were and what. In fact, I believe it might even be Bob or Adam touching on it in uh, in their winners were and what. Or I'm imagining something. Let's find out this week. Three dub Weeksy, you have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, guys, my winner this week takes us to the PGA Tour Champions, which concluded its season uh, yesterday, and uh, they had the Charles Schwab Cup. And appropriately, the guy who won it is Stephen Elker, who's from New Zealand. And what a story this guy had this year. In 26 years as a pro, prior to turning 50, he made basically a combined $2 million on the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour. So last August, a year ago August, he went and qualified through the Monday qualifying, which is tough to do on the Champions Tour. And he never looked back. He won four times this year, and he's turned that into uh, $3.5 million earnings plus another $400,000 in a bonus for the uh, Charles Schwab Cup title. And uh, this is a guy who has, I mean, he's played everywhere. He was a two-time winner. I don't know if you remember this, Mark, going back to 2000. He won two events on the old Canadian Tour. So he has played here, there, and he has played everywhere. And suddenly, for some reason, he has just found his game. I don't know. Mark, I, I can't think of a, another story like this on the Champions Tour. You no. see you, all these guys, it seems like the guys who were good when they were before 50 are still good after. But that, That's kind of it. You know, there's, there's, you know, who was the gentleman, Bob, in the 90s with the, with the flat hat, and he used to put the tongue out and give the thumbs up. He was a Callaway staff player. He had a big Champions Tour yeah. career, and he really didn't have that kind of success. Bruce, Bruce Fleischer, to a certain degree... But not yep. like this. Not this is out of this is completely out of left field. And I would have completely lost the trivia question on the two wins on the Canadian team. <laughs> yeah, I had to look it up too. But uh, by the way, Stephen Ames, our good pal, finished eighth in the uh, FedEx or the uh, Jim Schwab Colbert. Cup, so good, Jim good Colbert. Jim Colbert. You're absolutely Jim right. Col- Jim Colbert. Yeah. Uh, my weird this week is a stat associated with Lexi Thompson, who uh, came runner-up at yesterday. This is the eighth time that Lexi Thompson has finished second in an LPGA tournament since she last won 
which it goes back now to the 2019 ShopRite LPGA Classic. It just, it just seems weird. We were talking before about how confidence breeds confidence and you get into the winner's circle. Now, she has finished second sometimes by with a late charge. She's finished second sometimes when she's been beaten. And she has finished second time a number of times when she has beaten herself with some bad putts or some bad choices or shots down there. But, Adam, I don't, uh, that's got to be frustrating, I think, to be runner-up that many times. Come so close. It's got to be. It's, and it's got to be a combination of bad luck and, you know, just not making putts down the stretch. And you wonder, too, if this is eventually going to be mental scar tissue where you've come runner up so much and haven't won with so much potential that she really does have. I was just yeah. going to ask you guys, this, does this go back to the, was it the Women's U.S. Open where, I mean, we had to watch her putt on Sunday and it was, it was really, you, you felt for her, the Hard. pain going through it. I mean, it has to go. I don't know if you ever recover from stuff. I mean, you need a team of doctors to recover from something like that. She's pretty positive, and she's still pretty young, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with her. Uh, and my what this week is, hey, guys, what's golf going to be like without Roger Maltby and Gary Cope? Oh, right. They have been laid off, as the term was applied to them, mm-hmm. from NBC. They will no longer be out there. It's fun. I don't know. I'm, Mark, you are out there. You know, you know these guys, and you see them. I think it's hilarious to watch Roger Maltby walk around, and he's always got the dart going, and he's, he's got his personal car driver, and... Listen, he knows all the guys. Everybody loves these guys, but they are older guys, and they're, maybe it's time for some younger guys to step in. I'm not sure quite what they're going to do in terms of filling these roles or if they're going to fill them or go in a different direction. But, Mark, you're the obvious guy. You're out there. You're doing this well, kind of you job. Know, it's not easy, and when you're that old, man. No, it's not. And it, I'm a big Roger Maltby fan. Uh, I, know, I know Roger a lot better than I know Gary. Uh, Roger, you know, I almost died in the back of his <laughs> golf cart in Memphis earlier this year, right? So, uh, But to me, Bob, it's more of an end of an era because uh, the product itself that, that we're all a part of has become so sanitized and it's become so scripted in in terms of messaging because of the money involved right and they want the product to sound a certain way and look a certain way and then you've got to you know check diversity boxes etc because they want to grow the game so they want to make sure that everybody's kind of included in what golf looks like etc etc so Roger Maltby and Gary Koch, it's, it's a little bit of an end of era. A guy out there smoking a dart with that, you know, who played, you know, professional golf in the 70s and, and just, and, and to them it was, yeah, it's not that it wasn't a job, but it wasn't as, you know, as, as corporate as the world is now. So right. it's going to be interesting, Bob, to see where they go with this. It's probably going to be sound and look a lot different than what we're accustomed to would be my, would be my guess. Uh, but well, uh, as, sad to see them go, Bob. Well, as uh, in the words of, of Gary Koch, better than most, better than most. And, uh, <laughs> and now, Mark, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, my winner's going to go back to the Houston Open this week, and I, I kind of teased the nice showing for Team Canada. Adam Hadwin playing well again, T7 at 7 under par. And then Mackenzie Hughes with a T16 uh, uh, at uh, 5 under par. But the winner is really Ralph Bauer is my winner. Our friend Ralph with the Tour, uh, tour Reading app, uh, Tour Green Reading app, um, Mackenzie Hughes has been uh, a user of this. He's adopted this. He's been working on it. He didn't have the weekend he wanted because his ball striking just didn't hold up Saturday, Sunday. 
but he was eight and a half shots better than the field with the flat stick. Number one again in strokes gained putting. Mackenzie Hughes, guys, we always like the narrative. Bob, Adam just said it. If, if, if Tony Finau just kind of putts pretty well, he's going to have a chance to win. We say it about Corey Connors. If Corey Connors just putts well, Brooke Henderson just putts well, they're going to have a chance to win. It's the flip with Mackenzie Hughes. If he just has an average ball striking week, he keeps rolling the rock like this. He's going to have a chance to win every week. Yeah, and uh, you're right. You know, I'm just looking at the stats now. <laughs> One in strokes game putting and uh, tied for 82nd in driving accuracy. He's wow. been working on some, uh, some length that he's trying to put on, but I will tell you uh, that's going well. Uh, but it is his putting, and there's a lot of guys on tour. It's, it's not just one or two. There's dozens of guys on tour using this app, which is available to all of us, by the way. We can, we can all use it, and, uh, and Ralph's done a great job with it. Yeah, pretty awesome. I love to see the proof in the numbers. Okay, my weird guys, Adam, this will speak to you. As a man that hits it 370 yards with a dispersion pattern of 220 left to right, this will speak to you. Uh, the Azuri, Guido uh, Migliosi at the uh, European Tour this week. Uh, rain delayed at the Gary Player Club. Bob, I can't watch this Gary Player Country Club uh, without f having flashbacks to the old uh, Million Dollar Challenge. You remember when that was a lot of money? When with that, Sun City. <laughs> that, 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 that's something? I know. Uh, Adam, he was uh, two shots off the lead on Saturday when he got to the par 4 17th and made a 10. The Azuri makes a 10, but that's not the most impressive thing. He made a 10 without a penalty stroke. He started the hole with the one ball. He finished the hole with the same ball. That's impressive. I mean, I have so much respect for that, to go out and just keep trying the same shot over and over and over again. And he had a one-putt, too, a one-putt 10. <laughs> that's pretty good. I always bring it up. It's like Jean Vandeveld with the fist pump to get in the playoff with the seven at Carnoustie. Hold a nice seven-footer, right? Eight-footer. All right, I brought this up, guys, off the top, and I'm dying to know what happened here. In fact, you know, Netflix next year has the behind-the-scenes PGA Tour F1 type of show that's going to drop. I want them to do a live series version because of the people on live. You want to talk like the people on live would give you like the X rated version, the R rated version of this. Okay. Cause Pat Perez said this in regards to Phil Mickelson on a podcast earlier this week, he knows he screwed up. He apologized for his action, but I cannot forgive him for what he did. It's unforgivable. What, guys, what, guys, did Phil Mickelson do to Pat Perez that has poked Perez to publicly let us in on the fact that there's something between the two of them that is completely unforgivable? Bob, I mean, it's, what are we talking about here? Yeah, there's got to be something deep and dark in there. And listen, Phil is a polarizing guy. There are people who love Phil. There are people who don't love Phil, and that's, I'm talking about fans, but the same thing holds true with PGA Tour players if you talk to enough of them. Um, so I think we'll put Pat Perez in the don't love category definitely here, but I don't know. I couldn't think of what it would be. I mean, it's a strange one. I mean, it, I mean, my mind went everywhere and anywhere, and uh, I mean, I don't think we've heard the end of this, Adam. You know what? You know what golf media is like, and 
media in general, they get a little tag like this. The next time Perez is somewhere public where they can put a mic in his face, the timing on this for Perez is good because they're going to vanish for, what, five months before they play golf again. But the next time, you got to expect a mic in the face, no? you got to expect that. Having said that, although at live press conferences, some of the questions, I'm not sure if you watched the entire one, you've seen some really bizarre questions, and I'm not sure how some of the credentialed media are actually credentialed and media there, but right. how, shall yeah. and see. All right, Adam, that does it for me. The T is yours. 348. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. Okay, gents, my winner this week is a young lady by the name of Bridget Wilkie. Now, I spoke of the Wilkie family last year, around this time on our show. This is a family who, uh, two young girls, Bridget and Olivia, who were members at Baby Country Club, moved down to South Carolina, and now they are doing great things. Bridget won the South Carolina Junior Golf Association's Players' Championship, part of the Dustin Johnson Foundation, by eight shots. She was the only player under par, rounds of 69-71. Now, she's just 15 years old, a sophomore at high school. The future is certainly bright. Her older sister, Olivia, is now a freshman at the University of Richmond, playing golf there. Let's just say the future is bright. Looking forward to seeing these two uh, progress in their careers, and the LPGA Tour is certainly in both of their futures. Okay, my weird this week. On Friday, I was actually on gameplay with Al's brother, Mike Stefano, and I was prepping for our show, and I saw something come across on Twitter from PGA Tour Communications, and I'll read the tweet. Mark Hubbard is a DQ after the second round of the Houston Open due to a violation. He knowingly added a 15th club at the turn and used it several times without declaring it out of play. You might think... What? Professional mm -hmm. golfer? What are we doing mm -hmm. here? So I, I dug a little deeper. And apparently, he, someone messed with his driver settings. And, and he was hitting the 60-yard banana slice that he couldn't really fix. And apparently, he was many shots away from the cut line and said, ah, I'm going to put another driver in the bag, give this thing a whirl. I mean, what? Like, do you not know the rules, first of all? Like, what, what Mark, what? What? Well, What's he was on? under the impression he didn't know the rule. He thought it was a like a couple stroke penalty. He didn't realize there was a DQ play. So to your point, Adam, he, he, professional golfer doesn't know the rules. But Bob, this reminds me of one of only two times I ever had the opportunity to ever meet Arnold Palmer, and playing in the men's game at Bay Hill in the group behind him. He was playing with his grandson Sam Saunders and two other people. This was on American Thanksgiving before he then. You know, at some point in the season, he would leave Orlando and head to the desert to Palm Springs, somewhere in there. And Arnie had his own golf cart, Bob, with two giant uh, Callaway staff bags on the back. And both bags had about 30 clubs in them. And he said, when you get to my age, Adam, you can play the game with as many clubs as you want. That was yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like okay. And, and before we go to break here, my what this week. How much do you think it costs to play a round of golf at TPC Sawgrass? Yes, it's known as one of the great golf courses around the world, most famous golf courses around the world. I was doing, I saw online last week, it's only $840 US to play that course. I know it's a great course, but $840, like, pardon me, you can play all six courses at Bandon Dunes for less than that combined. 
Uh, if it, what? I can get you, if if you want, I can. If here's some no, news, Adam, I can get you on for four twenty as a PGA oh, Tour employee. Perfect. I get a fit, so a bargain of only four twenty, Bob. That's we'll take it. the GTC I, jet I, down it's there. Be, you know, we can mind the cost, yeah. and we're good. It's got to be close to the the highest green fee uh, in golf. I think you know. I think uh, Pebble, you have to spend two nights at the lodge. Yes, I was just there. It's like yes. five hundred or six hundred yeah. bucks. So. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I think I, I've got two. I have two I know of from a North American standpoint, not counting like British pounds conversions, yada, yada. From a North American standpoint, the only two courses I know of more expensive at this given time, Pebble Beach, uh, especially when you include the lodge and Shadow Creek is up to a thousand U.S. in Las wow. Vegas if they let you on. So Trump and no. actually there's a cheaper way to play uh, Shadow Creek and definition of cheaper before we go to break. Uh, you can get on Shadow Creek for free. As long as you're losing thirty thousand dollars at a time in the, in the at the casino, so there you go, free round of golf. All right, on the other side, leaderboards from the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over fifteen years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Let's do some leaderboard updates from the world of golf. Leaderboard updates brought to you by BushnellGolf.com. BushnellGolf.com, the number one rangefinder in all of golf. And we got a cool Bushnell project coming up in 2024. So much to get to when we relaunch in 2024. January 23rd, we return the brand new season uh, with lots of announcements and uh, lots of cool stuff coming for the upcoming season. All right, Charles Schwab Cup is in the books. It is Stephen Alker, as Bob mentioned earlier, winners win what, who leaves with the Charles Schwab Cup championship, but the Charles Schwab Cup championship winner from the weekend, Padraig Harrington with another great win, 27 under parts, a seven-shot win over Alex Cheka. Harrington with a nice season. He finished second in the overall standings, played some great golf for the Irishman on the LPGA Tour, Pelican Women's Championship. Nelly Corda with the victory, the one-shot win over Alexi Thompson, as Bob alluded to earlier as well, and his winners win what, and Ellie Corda, with that victory, moves back to number one in the official rankings for the ladies. She is the number one player in the world. Tommy Fleetwood wins on the DP World Tour at the Ned Bank Golf Challenge, and that is defending his title from 2019. The last time they had this championship was 2019. He's been waiting since 2019 due to the pandemic to defend his title. Tommy Fleetwood gets it done. And look who's there again, guys. Only one shot off the lead. I mean, Ryan Fox from Australia quietly playing some of the best golf in the world right now. Ryan Fox in the Houston Open. Tony Finau, four-shot win over Tyson Alexander. A nice showing there by uh, Team Canada this week. There's only one event left on the PGA Tour schedule. It is the RSM Classic. We, being the Golf Talk Canada team, on Wednesday will drop our uh, picks, our TSN Edge picks, for the RSM Classic. It is the final event of the calendar year before we shut down the wraparound schedule and head back to Kapalua. It is our final picks of the season. We are going 
for our sixth win in seven weeks. Unheard of in the fall. Good luck, gentlemen. It's going to be a tough one. Defending champion won't be there as it is Taylor Gooch. This is a tough one to, to pinpoint. It is a lovely part of the world. That Sea Island, Lower Georgia, yada, yada area is really a, a great spot. I'll be on the call for PGA Tour Radio. So it's my last event of the year. Bob, what do you have coming up this week? Uh, not a ton, you know. It's kind of quiet time. I got to regroup a little bit. We got a nice. few things in the a uh, few things in the uh, in the fire that we're working on. And uh, I spent a little time with Mike Weir last week after the marathon. I had a little day with him. Where I saw something that we're, something we're working on as well. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Great. And uh, Adam back on the Sports Center desk later this week. I'll be back on four different nights this week. Looking forward to getting back on the desk. It's been a fun couple of shows uh, thus far. Thank you for all the feedback uh, from everyone. It's been uh, very great and awesome and looking forward to getting back on the desk. All right, boys, you have a great week. We're back here next week, 10 a.m. with our first uh, special for the winter golf season. Lots still to come this year from GTC and Wednesday, the picks drop for the RSM Classic. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, first good decision in the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360-22. Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 Fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.